That's Tragedy Anne with one in two from their 2018 album Matches. Liv Cazola and Braden Fallon make sweet music together as folk pop duo Tragedy Anne. And if you recognize the name Cazola, that's because Liv with a sister Anita are leaders of Guelph art folk collective The Lifers. And Braden Fallon is a guitarist in that band. As Tragedy Anne, Liv and Braden have great chemistry and a wonderful gentle humor. They're now charming listening rooms right across Canada with their folky mix of beautiful harmonies, ukulele, accordion, and guitar. In fact, they're about to set out on a tour of northern Ontario, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan to support their first full-length album, Matches. And there are special guests on Folk Roots Radio today. It's great to have you guys join us. It's lovely to be here. It's so nice, Jan. I feel like... I definitely know this is the first time we've had a video interview. <laughs> we've been able to be in person many times and on the phone, but this is something different for the day. <laughs> yeah, folk goes Skype. Mm-hmm. 
This is usually the point in the interview where I say to people, oh, I think it's 12 years since Liv Cazola first appeared on my radio show with her sister, <laughs> Anita. It's, it's fun, you know, to think that um, your careers are going so well. I have to say, I am so impressed, not just with the lifers, but the fact that Tragedy Anne is doing so well. And you guys tour a lot. I just mm -hmm. mentioned you're heading out to Manitoba, Saskatchewan. You're going to be in Northern Ontario as well. You're at the Red Rock Folk Festival. You must love the tour life, don't you? Increasingly so. It's uh, our, For our, our release album, we, we ended up being on the road uh, for more or less three months uh, last autumn. On our way home from Montreal after the last date of the tour, we kind of turned to each other and both said, you know, if we had more dates, we'd be comfortable just continuing on. We kind of hit our stride and, and we're willing to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it, this year has been a big a series of lessons in terms of balance between being on the road and then being at home. We've started gardening and, and, and really tending to our roots at home as well as, as out and about. Yeah. I think there's definitely a push and pull there because as much as we'd love to be on the road a lot, it also means that when we get home, there's even more of a big pile of admin work to catch up on as well as just being still in one place and being with family and whatnot. So it's, uh, it's been really great learning lessons as we, as we set out on many little trips. <laughs> one of the things about the tour life is that, you know, you're about to, to head on, out on tour. I think it's just a couple of days before you leave, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah. But you also have to think about all of the things you're going to be doing. And I mean, you're probably booking into 2020 now. Yeah, yes. for sure. We we uh, sit down every now and then to kind of reassess how things are looking into 2020, 2021 and whatnot. And even closer to like right after we get back from this coming tour, we have a grant deadline for a tour that we're going to be doing with Moonfruits in the fall, as well as we're getting married in October. And so there's a lot of prep going for many different balls in different courts yeah well congratulations on that i know that you got engaged last year but the wedding is actually taking place in october will you be singing at the wedding <laughs> i feel like that's been the most popular question yeah. about it. <laughs> it, it's, it it hasn't been put on the schedule uh we, we've we've elected to to take a, a back seat that way there's so many musicians invited to the the wedding that there there, there is going to be live music in that respect and and if they want someone up there uh, i don't know if there's any other singing saw players at at the wedding so it might be necessary for Liv to, to come up and play but we'll, we'll, we'll have to see yeah i think it'll be really nice to kind of have a day that we i mean we're used to planning big events if it's a album release or something like that so the planning of the wedding hasn't been too strenuous on on our skill set but i feel like it'll be really nice to kind of sit back and enjoy the day without having uh, tasks that we actively need to do on mm. that day. So let's talk a little bit about Tragedy Anne, because I think Tragedy Anne actually came out of Braden's songwriting, didn't it? Wasn't it really out of your original solo work? I know you've both been through the youth program at uh, Folk Music Ontario. When I first met you, I think you were doing more mainly your solo stuff. But now, since you met Liv at uh, University in London, Tragedy Anne developed got it right. Um, it, it did mostly come out of my solo material and I had written 
these songs originally uh, with more of a full band arrangement in mind. And then after meeting Liv and, and seeing that, you know, she essentially is a full band, uh, <laughs> considering the number of mu- instruments she can play, uh, we, we felt like we were really on to something. And not long after started co-writing and, and working a lot more collaboratively as opposed to a, a front person, side person relationship. So making it a real band as opposed to under my name was was a no-brainer. It made plenty of sense. Yeah, it wasn't even something that we strove for. It was more, I was having fun playing with Braden at his shows and whatnot. And then people were saying, what is your band called? <laughs> and everything. And we thought, hmm, maybe, maybe that's what we should do. And yeah. Yeah, I'm really, really glad that we did. Mm-hmm. So you've been very successful. I mean, you, you had the first EP... I think that was what Stumbling came out in 2016. Matches uh, you recorded and released last fall. You also picked up a couple of Folk Music Ontario Songs from the Heart Awards. Mm -hmm. Uh, One was for Snooze, which I think was that. That was your song, Brayden, but it was about about Liv, right? Very much so. (laughs) Yeah, we were so honored to to be included in that list. There were some really other terrific songwriters who, who were given those awards as well. That was my first time being awarded for anything since the fifth grade, so it was particularly exciting for me. <laughs> Snooze won in the humorous category, and then Neon and right. won in the blues category. And that, that was a co-write, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that one was a really fun... I, I don't know, I always call it editing session, but I guess it was co-writing, really. Um, just the ways that we were kind of playing with the words and tweaking them mm-hmm. to be even more kind of in a way that you can place yourself there. So that was fun. So take us through the writing process. I, I'm assuming one of you starts off on a song and then the other one gets involved. Is that the way it t- typically happens? Yeah, oftentimes, Braden, uh, I can kind of tell when he's got something going because he sits on the couch for a long time. <laughs> he sits there for, for as, as long as he needs to kind of get get the words down and the ideas down. So I hear little glimmers of it, but I let him kind of do his thing and then I have something I want to show you, <laughs> and then uh, and then I come over and and listen, and sometimes I start singing harmonies right away if it if it's really calling to me, and then uh, we kind of we talk about what it's about and about the uh, the ways that we express things and mm-hmm. and kind of tweak things, oftentimes uh, in many small chunks. I find mm-hmm. uh, instead of just having one big session, it kind of it takes a while for us to really sit on those words and see how they're see how they're yeah. falling. Definitely letting things simmer for a little while. We we uh, one of our newest songs was over a year in in the writing of it. Just because I, I had put the chorus together, uh, I think it was late 2017, uh, even that I, I had the first bit of this chorus mm-hmm. and various different iterations of, of different parts of the song that didn't end up getting used, but then eventually it, it, it did come together. And I actually have to, to thank uh, Nicole Colbeck in uh, Ottawa, who runs a, a, f- a songwriting group on Facebook. Uh, every now and then she'll post a prompt and a challenge and, and then people can sign up. And, and that's been extremely helpful for coming out with new material and challenging ourselves. And mm-hmm. and this new body of work has been very exciting just in that Liv is taking a bit more of a front seat and, and bringing her own material to the table as well. Um, mm-hmm. And and it's less of a, a, a me dominated situation. Yeah. Not that it was ever 
I never felt like no. Braden was taking over or whatnot. It's interesting because I started writing more in the vein of the lifers, uh, which is a project with my sister. And I was, it's always interesting because I, I write without having a goal in mind of, of which band it will be for. And just oftentimes it seemed like uh, it, it would suit the lifer's aesthetic a little bit more. But then recently, maybe it's just because of how much time we spend together and, and singing our songs, I've started to kind of end up being like, oh, well, these ones, I think these ones would work really well with Tragedy Anne. So coming up soon. <laughs> Some on the tour, actually, too. So we started off with the song One and Two from Matches. Tell us a little bit about that song. One and Two was one that I brought to the table for that album. And uh, I, was, I was musing about how many divorces happen in this culture and thinking about how in my grandparents' age group, that's really not often the case. And um, I just kind of, I wanted to put myself in the shoes of those people who are going through that difficult time for those, for the families mm-hmm. and um, just kind of playfully and almost sarcastically noting that it's likely that a lot of people that we know in our age group who are not yet kind of going through that will probably We'll probably see that happen, and it's an, uh, just an interesting thing to think about. So we're going to go back into the album for another song. We're going to play Odysseus. And now, is that a song that you started off with, Brayden? I think on Matches, that's actually the oldest song for, for us. I, I wrote that in London when we were both living there, and it was a response to uh, an experience that we, we had shared with a friend of ours who was really struggling with their mental health. And it's a song that we've returned to and, and found new meaning in frequently. And, and unfortunately so, because it, of course we, we want all of our friends to, to be healthy and happy, but that's not necessarily the case. So I, I think Odysseus is largely about all the things that it takes to be more than a fair weather friend and, and being there when, when things are, are troubling. Let's listen to that just now. This is Tragedy Anne with Odysseus from their 2018 album matches you're listening to folk roots radio and i'm jan hall you might have to tie me down if i Sirens 
will take me away to a foreign and fragile That's Tragedy Anne with Odysseus from their latest album. It's entitled Matches, came out in 2018. Lip Cazola and Braden Fellin are our special guests on Folk Roots Radio today. They're just about to head out on tour. They're going to be out in northern Ontario. They're going to the Red Rock Folk Festival. They're heading into Manitoba and then into Saskatchewan before they... Uh, make their way home again the interesting thing about these people is they tour all the time they also tour with a lot of other people uh, Moonfruits, the wonderful Caitlin Milroy and Alex Miller uh, you've toured a lot with them I think you've also spent some time with Piper and Carson I get the impression that you really like traveling with people on the road don't you it's 
One of my favorite things, actually, one of the reasons anyway, is as touring musicians, you don't get to spend a ton of time with friends on a regular basis. Uh, you're often kind of seeing them for a few hours at a time or, or whatnot, whether it be people in our hometown or people who are musicians that we're friends with. So touring with musicians is a really amazing way to just kind of let yourself be with friends in a way that is collaborative and uh, loving and you get to experience some really fun things together. Also, it really helps to split the workload because it takes a lot to plan a tour. And so if you can split that between two groups of people, it really not only makes it easier to put together, but it also makes it better because you're drawing from more people's um, experiences so far and contacts. And so ultimately it just, it's a win-win for everybody in pretty much every capacity. Mm -hmm. And then there's the fun part of being able to collaborate on stage, mm -hmm. which I have so much fun with personally, because I just, I always hear things in other people's songs that I want to try out. And it's, such a blast to be able to do that along the road. Yeah, I, I kind of wondered if that helped your own creativity when you, you know, spending time with other people. Do you think the collaborations that you develop with people on the road might actually mean uh, moving ahead with collaborations in the studio too? In the sense they already have, Liv's collaborated, well, we both have collaborated a fair amount with Annie Sumi, uh, both with the Life Resent Tragedy and Liv was on a session of Annie's yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, so th the community is is fairly small and, and the friendships are strong and being able to tour with folks is really just an, an extended creative cross-pollination. Mm -hmm. I know that I've learned so much being around uh, folks who, who do things a little differently and have different musical backgrounds and different musical styles than we do. Mm -hmm. And that does translate into uh, operating differently and playing differently. And then also eventually, uh, ideally heading into the studio and collaborating that way. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this specific tour, Northern Ontario, the Red Rock Folk Festival, into mm -hmm. Manitoba and then Saskatchewan. Give us a little bit of a, an idea of the places you're going and what people can expect when they come out and see you. Absolutely. So I'm particularly excited for the first few dates of the tour on our way up to Red Rock because we're, we're sharing, like we were just talking about, we're, we're sharing the car and, and these dates with Dana Sipos, uh, who's also oh, playing. Yeah, oh, we're, we're, we're stoked. I, I really admire her work and, and I'm excited to share some, some dates with her. And just chat in the car. That's mm -hmm. always nice, too. Uh, everyone has different snack preferences, and, and that's always exciting to, to find out. Um, and then, yeah, he heading west, uh, I adore the drive around Lake Superior. Mm -hmm. it, it's one of the, the greatest benefits of touring, for, for me personally, is just seeing the country. You know, we, we always say to ourselves that it's, it's a small world, but a massive country. Mm -hmm. And... It's. I've never been as far north as we'll be going uh, up to Flin Flon this this tour. So that's another thing for me. I just love the adventure of it. Tell us a little bit about what people can expect when they come to a tragedy and show. We know we've talked about the great chemistry, the wonderful gentle humor. I, I would say we, we tried to to kind of run the the whole range of of human experience if we can help it. Something we take time and, and are deliberate about is, is working with 
comedy and tragedy, uh, to, to use a word in our name, <laughs> uh, and, and really trying to, to show that the, the two are very close to each other. Um, we have a couple songs that are, are, I would say, objectively sad songs that the first couple lines people will laugh at because in isolation, they, they could be seen as funny. And, and similarly, uh, I know one friend of ours in particular uh, feels very melancholy about our tune Snooze, uh, which I wrote as a comedy. Um, so, so playing with that is something that we really in, enjoy as, as well as bringing a dynamic that is accessible and enjoyable for folks while also giving space for telling stories that might be a little less palatable or, or harder to hear. And we want to start conversation and, and connect with people in an ongoing experience, uh, not just, you know, one night. We're going to finish with another song from the album. And it's interesting when you're talking about the shows, because I think this is a song you finish the show with, and that is The Light We Have. It has a wonderful story attached to it as well. So tell us a little bit about the song and then how the title came. Mm -hmm. The Light We Have is ultimately a song about gratitude and holding those people and experiences close to your heart that make you feel like life is wonderful. A big inspiration for the song was a girl that we met in Desborough, Ontario, uh, I guess two years ago now. And her name's Eva. She, at the time, was five. And she's the daughter of the people who were hosting us for our concert there. And she was such a joy to meet because of her energy and her curiosity with the world. She uh, was also moving through the world uh, as a blind person. And so she was really curious about learning tactile ways of interacting with people and, and objects. And uh, partway through the dinner preparations with Eva and her parents, we got some news that we didn't get a grant that we had worked really hard for. So it was uh, definitely a downer. We shouldn't have looked at our phones at the time, but we did. And uh, we didn't tell anybody or anything, but she must have noticed a shift in tone from us because she just kind of blurted out, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And then she said it again a little bit later, said it in quite a uh, sing-songy voice. And we definitely took that to heart and uh, it really helped us to make the most of that night. And she stuck with us and, and I decided to kind of write a little melody mm -hmm. along to her line that she shared with us. And that's what we like to sing with the crowd every night is you get what you get and you don't get upset. And it just really puts everything into perspective. I like ending when people sing all together. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful song. I have to say, you know, we mentioned the the two songs from the heart winners that you have from Folk Music Ontario. This is another song that's very much up there. It's one of my favorite songs. And I'm so pleased to be able to to talk to you about it today. Before we get there, though, if people want to learn more about your tour dates and what Tragedy Anne are up to, what are the best ways to do that? The website would be the best bet. Uh, I, I work fairly hard to, to make sure that it's up to date and, and whatnot. So that's tragedyannemusic.com. 
and we're, we're, we are on, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we don't really partake in Twitter, um, but you, you can find us any streaming services or Bandcamp as well. Yeah, and on our website is uh, a perfect way to sign up for our mailing list, which goes out once a month. And we like to think of them as little love notes that go across the country, um, just kind of updating on where we're at musically mm -hmm. and personally, just kind of keeping in touch in almost a... a a joint diary sense. Mm -hmm. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, Braden Fallon and Liv Cazola from Tragedy. And we're going to finish with the light we have from their 2018 album Matches. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank Take you care. so much, Jan. Summer's getting old, apples in a basket Hold on to sunlight when you just can't grasp it Make these days your own, they're only getting shorter Build your wall against the night, lay bricks with thinning mortar I know the talk is cheap and I'm told advice is cheaper, but to-dos won't get done As a hibernative sleeper, assemble your team Together rake the yard up, interrogate the squirrels Find where they hid the walnuts We gotta love the light we have It's not much, but after night it comes back Survive on hot chocolate, live in a cozy sweater Gaze at frozen stars, you can only see in winter Fall in for you A fleeting secret, one day will burn out too But it ain't our time yet our time yet we gotta love the light we have it's not much but if tonight it comes back
It comes back.